Hey, Katie, ask me about Disney. Hey, Ollie, tell me about Disney. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, it was an amazing three days. Um, I think it's crazy that we're sort of recording this on uh, the Friday after Disney, so it's already a week since I was there. Uh, the group was really, really great. We had a couple of people drop out for, for illness, unfortunately, just before, but um, we still had the vast majority of people turn up and... Um, just enjoy three days of unbelievable spring weather and then just having the park back to normality so uh, no masks and sort of walking around and enjoying uh, everything that was there to be uh, sort of participated in whether it be rides or shows or just uh, enjoying uh, soaking up that Disney magic and then the workshops were fantastic. I won't go into too much detail because there is yeah, no spoilers, of, please. No spoilers. We agree absolutely um, for those going in September, but uh, just be prepared for uh, how good it is. And uh, yeah, it also culminated into uh, the performances on the Sunday. And some of you may have seen the live stream of the second set, which is amazing. We are performing in front of probably about a thousand people, uh, run through the set with uh, Lauren Van Kempen. On that note, it was uh, fantastic to uh, sort of work with the Disney Performing Arts team again. Um, they really are a fantastic bunch. And uh, there were some good conversations about uh, upcoming projects, uh, but also we're likely to have a couple of the team as guests on the podcast, which was uh, quite an exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll make sure the calendars align uh, for that. In short, I would say it was a fantastic trip. And I think... If you haven't already signed up for September, I think talk to anyone who went and uh, almost certainly you'll want to sign up as well. And you can do so on the website. Yeah, you can. I can't wait until the trip in September. It's going to be epic. Um, if you're interested in joining, like Ollie suggests you should be, um, or you can go in November as well, then you just need to go sign up on www.westendmusicalchoir.com slash Disney. So there's a tab at the top of the homepage, but all you have to do is add slash Disney at the end of the, the website. Um, there are still some places left. And like Ali said, I really can't recommend the experience enough to everyone. It's just truly magical and you learn so much. Plus, you know, the atmosphere and the rides. Um, you can't go wrong. So speaking of rides, though, we asked you a lovely lot to tell us what your favorite rides at Disneyland Paris were. So we'll talk about that later in the episode. Ali, what else are we talking about today? Well, uh, we have the brilliant Enrico Volpi uh, with us today to talk about his recent turn on the stage in Kinky Boots. Uh, we know lots of you went to see him perform and support him during that, uh, so we wanted to share his story with you all. Uh, but first, uh, we have our Manchester Angels, uh, the lovely Emma and Louise Nolan, tackling our Meet the Team segment. Awesome. Okay, let's do this, choir fam. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Hi, guys. You're Hi. <laughs> Hello. So good to have you guys here today. Oh, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having us. 
Pleasure. Well, it's exciting to uh, get you um, on board as soon as possible because um, Manchester is really uh, an exciting part of the choir uh, this year. And uh, we're recording this just after the Disney weekend. And there was a couple of the Manchester crew um, along for that. And they did a great job. And yeah, it's all worked out rather well that we can talk to you now. Um, so as part of this, we basically do the meet the team. And I don't know if you listened to the first episode, but Katie and myself, ask the questions to each other but we'll go ahead and ask you and if you want to take it one by one or a combined effort no problem at Mm -hmm. all but let's get started with the first question who are you where are you from and what do you do when you're not choiring which is the verb (laughs) that Katie came up with last time. I like making up words. (laughs) We're keeping Um, it. So I'll go first I'm Emma um I'm from Manchester uh, born and bred, so yeah, and by day I'm a teacher, <laughs> so I currently teach year two, um, so yeah, it's quite a nice break in the evenings, coming and having a sing on a Tuesday, yeah, no, it's all good. Mm-hmm. And I'm Louise, um, I'm also Manchester born and bred, we're sisters, <laughs> um, and I think that helps a lot of people because I'm not sure everyone realises that or believes it, so it's good to know that you actually are sisters. Not just some yeah. coincidence that we both, that we found two ladies with Nolan as well. Well, we either, get, we either get twins or we get sisters or we get, oh, you're related. Yeah. Some people can't see it whatsoever. And actually, George only realised a couple of weeks ago that we weren't twins. I was yeah. like, George, there's six years between us. <laughs> <laughs> there's a compliment Excellent. in there guys there's a compliment yeah I'm taking it I'm taking it definitely <laughs> um, and when I'm not at choir I'm a paralegal in a law firm in Manchester fantastic well that is good and I think that's a massive uh, help for our listeners uh, who aren't from Manchester knowing that you, there is a, a relation there and you won't have to suffer those questions anymore hopefully <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind <laughs> glad to um, hear it So question two is, when did you first join Wemmick and how long have you been part of the team? So we joined in August at the initial taster event in Manchester, um, which was lots of fun. Um, Yeah, and we've been part of the team ever since, really. Mm -hmm. It's been good. (laughs) Yeah, we joined on the same day because we both went to the same taster, obviously. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, and the rest is history now. Yeah, that was a a serendipitous event because it all just, we tried to, we were going to launch Manchester before the pandemic, but then, um, pandemic, uh, but then everything just kind of came together and happened very quickly, uh, which was really cool. And now we, now we love that we have a a sister or brother choir. I don't know (laughs) what gender choir has. That's a discussion for a whole nother podcast, but we love that we have. We can't even get the acronym right. So let's just leave it as, as, you know, West End Musical Choir and get into acronyms another time. We'll cover that um, actually in another episode, but how did you hear about choir? Was it basically just uh, like a something on the internet or um, did you get like a social media post or see it somewhere else? Um, <laughs> well, I think I just left uni and I was saying to Emma, oh, we need to get back into something because obviously I had to quit things before I moved back home. And then I think one day we were just looking on Google, weren't we? Looking yeah. for musical theatre groups and just kind of choirs. And we thought, oh, and we're like, oh, there's a launch. Should we just go? And then, yeah. Great decisions. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Just a quick side note before I start the third question. Uh, In typical Manchester style, uh, Em and Lou are in uniform 
and uh, oh, Katie and I aren't. Um, go hard, so, go home. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're, frankly, I've made a note in the book, Katie. We're going to yes, sort that next, out. next time, definitely having my hoodie on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so question three, uh, what has been your favourite performance experience with Wemek or Wemk? <laughs> I think for us it's um, it's been the CBC gig for us yeah hands down. Um, we did really enjoy coming to London for you know the practice for the New Year's Eve New Year's Eve gig and stuff but mm. yeah I think for us it was CBC oh, yeah. it was so good it was really day. good yeah what did That's you like really the cool. most about it I think it was just the atmosphere mm. yeah there was yeah. a lot of hype around it yeah it was... there was only a few of us doing it but we're all like quite close already because we'd have to do a few rehearsals together. Um, and then the actual day was actually really good. Um, yeah, it was just a nice to like build that bond further with the singers that we sung mm-hmm. with, because obviously it was quite early on for the Manchester Choir to have that performance. Yeah. And then we went out for lunch afterwards, and that was really nice. That was good. <laughs> the whole day experience, that was great. Um, yeah, that yeah, no, was really cool. It was great to see on the TV. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, basically it just showed off how how quickly Manchester have just taken it all on board which is amazing mm-hmm. so. yeah yeah it was nice to be able to play it back for my class as well <laughs> oh they must have loved it's like that. who's that <laughs> yeah yeah well, like, is that you but like, yes it is <laughs> can, can you not tell I'm I'm all glammed up and make up your hair done on the tv <laughs> and then we're at the age-old question is that your twin I was like no that's my sister <laughs> like, cheers guys well uh, we'll we're pretty sure this will be a safe podcast to listen to, but if you want to share this with you keep with the with the class, then that's yeah. fine. And, uh, they can understand and hear it hear it directly from you and, uh, and from your sister, not your twin, which is great. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so the next question is: What is the biggest thing that you've got out of being part of Wemek, um, or the thing that you cherish the most, or has made the most difference to your life so far? Um, we've got a very, very good relationship with with George. <laughs> yeah. We've got a nice little bond going there. Yeah, little so, trio. Yeah, just, you know, meeting him and sharing in his expertise. You know, yeah. he's very, very knowledgeable. I feel like every time I go to rehearsal, you learn so much. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's like, you know, it's not just a rehearsal. You learn, like, new techniques with singing. Mm. And, no, it is. It's brilliant. Yeah, from, like, since we started, I feel like I've learned so much from him already. Um. And to be fair, meeting everyone, all new people like that enjoy the same sort of thing as us. Yeah, like-minded nice. people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I've been lucky enough to work with George. Um, he came down to do a dress rehearsal for us for the um, Hampton Court or Chelsea Flower Show, I think. And uh, he's really great. So looking forward to uh, speaking with him further. But yeah, you're very lucky to have him, and uh, hopefully we can nick him every so often. For- <laughs> so we Not forever. <laughs> Absolutely, we're happy to share. Um, <laughs> <Aren't we? laughs> I can't. I can't wait for the full Manchester episode now because I've I've, I've spoken with the three of you at the same time, and it is is infectiously good fun. So yeah. <laughs> wait, what can we can't say? Wait. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, that's great. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Um, and mm-hmm. now, right, okay, I apologise in advance. The last question is probably the hardest. So are you it's ready? Hardest. <laughs> okay, so if you're ready, <laughs> if you could only watch one musical for the rest of time, which one would you choose? 
I'm going to jump in there first because I think like Louise is going to have the same one. Um, <laughs> Great. But I'm going to go for Spring Awakening. It's one that, you know, it really made me fall in love with musical theatre. Um, and then obviously I ended up getting Louise on board with it as well. So, you know, it's, it's the go-to for me that I could watch over and over again. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the harmonies. And the harmonies are brilliant. Way back when I even listened to it in German because I was so obsessed with it. <laughs> I don't know what okay. came over me. I was like, I'm going to listen to this whole thing in German. For the record, you can't speak a word. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's amazing. <laughs> it's, um, it's one that I don't really know that well, but same. Katie, I think you... get on it, Ollie. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's great. It's one um, of the things I would time travel for because that's another question I like to ask people. Like, if you could, ta- <laughs> if you could time travel, which show would you be going to see um, on, the, oh, on yeah. Broadway or the West End? And the original Broadway cast of Spring Awakening is definitely what, one of the ones. Yeah, I yeah definitely. definitely, yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, for those of us who aren't familiar with it, um, what's a brief pressy of it or summary? Oh, oh, making me do it. I told well, you it was a hard question. I'm so sorry oh, to, to add to add even more. I, I expect uh, at least two sides of A4 and no more than yeah. Um, um, well, it's set. When's it set? Like 18th, 19th century. It's really old. Okay. Um, Some might say ancient. Okay. Let's yeah. yeah. Pretty ancient. Um, <laughs> I think it's just so different to anything that comes out now and even anything around that time, like it's just got an edge and even the sort of music it has, it's quite... It's the rock vibe. Yeah, it's like a rocky vibe and it's, I think that's pretty different to anything else that's come about. Um, Fantastic. Well, I will uh, give it a listen. Um, yeah, the harmony is a beaut. Well, I know that there's a few of us who love a harmony, so I think <laughs> for, for that reason alone, um, I, we, we won't ruin the story by going into anything further. It's it's sometime in the ancient past, and it's rocky, and there are great harmonies. Yeah. So yeah, there what we go. What do you need? That's all you need for now. The <laughs> it's, it's slightly it's slightly risque as well. It right? is a bit so, yeah. risque. Yeah. yeah. So if you were oh, yeah. convinced, I said anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> the year twos won't like it if we carried on speaking. <laughs> very true. Keep it family friendly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Excellent loop back. Well done. Um, <laughs> brilliant. Well, I think you've passed the uh, the questionnaire uh, with flying colours and maybe got extra credit for uh, for the brief <laughs> um, summary there. So thank you very much. And it's going to be really great to have you back um, for the full Manchester episode very soon. Hopefully. Uh, when we get the incredibly busy George and uh, Neil Bam because he's, he seems to be in multiple shows at the same time, which is fantastic for him. But uh, yeah, Superhuman. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Katie, anything? <laughs> no, just thank you very, very much for joining us today. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh, thanks, guys. Nice to hopefully see you soon. <laughs> I am so looking forward to hearing all about your experience today. Thank you for coming to share your story with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again. No problem. So, right, um, I will start us off. Uh, Enrico, can you start by telling us uh, what Kinky Boots is all about? So for people who may not have seen the show already. Like me. Yes, Uh, please, a recap. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So I tried this a couple of times in my room, but I ended up rambling for a good half hour both times. So I'm just going to start by reading an... um, an excerpt from the program, which goes like this. Enter Lola, a drag queen in need of some sturdy high-heeled boots. Together, Charlie and Lola form an unlikely partnership to save the family business, and Charlie discovers that when you change your mind about someone, you can change your whole world. 
So starting from this, basically, we have Charlie Price, who's um, one of the main characters of the story. He finds himself uh, inheriting the family business, which is a shoe factory in Northampton, and finding himself, he had never seemed too invested in this family business, even though he'd been in the factory since a young age. And, and he finds himself basically with a factory, finds himself basically realizing that he loves the factory and the people in the factory um, more than he more than he thought. And the factory is not doing too well, though. So he he's on a mission basically to find a way to save uh, the livelihoods um, of the factory workers and and of the factory itself. So by um, you know, um, a fateful um, meet uh, with Lola, who's a drag queen, uh, who's a fabulous drag queen, so confident and great and like beautiful. Um, they start, uh, you know, uh, this this partnership um, to create this uh, niche uh, line of high heeled boots for men, and. Throughout the story, basically, they get to know each other and they become friends. They have, um, you know, the in inevitable clashes uh, due to their differences. And then at the same time, um, you know, not really understanding each other completely. And all of this basically changes when Charlie ends up accepting himself and accepting the other people around him. Um for who they really are and you know then they just manage to create these fabulous boots and take them to milan fashion week and you know it's a success um so i'll probably say uh, you know this is this is a story uh, briefly but what i would say the whole like what kinky boots is about is mainly about acceptance i would say yeah it sounds like it i mean that's a really good summary um i yeah, I, I appreciate the uh, sort of the detail. What about you, Katie? Yeah, agreed. Thank you. Um, just makes me want to watch the show even more than I already did. So awesome. Um, can you tell us how you got involved in the production of Kinky Boots? So I knew the director, Paul Nicholas Dyke, um, who is also an incredible photographer. If you want to follow him, just go on PND Headshots and PND Photography. Um, you know, if you if you need any professional headshots or professional pictures, he is a genius. So I've known him for a few months at the time. Um, we actually met. He was I'm, I'm a massage therapist, and he booked me for a massage. So we started chatting uh, during the treatment, and turns out that I was trying to get back into acting and. He's a director and he's been in the industry for a while. So we were just basically, again, like sort of like Charlie and Lola, we kind of met by chance and we like we ended up working together. Um, I actually never really made this connection until now. So mind-blowing. This is a, <laughs> and, it's a very thera therapeutic session on a podcast. So we're happy to facilitate absolutely no it's it's it really like brings connections to mind talking about things um so yeah basically i've met him and he basically was in touch saying look i think you would you know it would be good for you to kind of build um your 
build your confidence back up to do a show. Um, and a show like this, you know, and he told me what show it was and was Kinky Boots. And I was like, sure. So I ended up uh, auditioning for the show. And uh, yeah, that's basically how I came across um, Kinky Boots. And it was the best thing to happen in 2021 after such a long year and a half. That's amazing. I love the chance. Like, yeah, the serendipity of it is amazing. Very cool. Yeah, I think uh, that sort of quite neatly brings us on to the next question, um, which is what drew you to take on the role you went on to perform in the show? So who were you in the show? So fabulous on all the pictures, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I showed my parents. I was like, look, I know this person. (laughs) (laughs) So I was playing uh, one of Lola's angels. Um, Quite a challenging part, even though, you know, there is nothing... I wouldn't probably I wouldn't necessarily say that it's 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 a main character. It, it definitely draws attention. Like uh, we, as a as we call ourselves, as gaggle of queens, um, we draw attention a lot of attention, despite being you know just the pretty faces of the bank. Um, so uh, basically, I, I played one of Lola's angels, although I didn't even audition for that part. So I originally auditioned for the part of uh, Don and um, or just to be in the ensemble. Um, weirdly enough, I was just like kind of playing it safe, you know, like going, following like the way I looked like and what I could possibly fit in the, you know, um, in, in the show, um, where I could possibly fit in the show. And... Eventually, I auditioned. It was like a really nice process. Um, and then a couple of days later, Paul calls me, rings me on the phone early one morning. I was on the way to work. On the way to work. And he's like, how do you feel like playing one of the angels? And my first reaction wasn't even like, oh, I don't know. My first reaction was, do I have to shave my beard? And then he said, and he, he just went up questions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I would have the same question, definitely, because it's important for the lower half of my face to have something to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, I haven't seen the lower half of my face in years. So yeah, for uh, those of that, you who don't know Enrico, he has the most fabulous beard, frequently seen with glitter and even fairy lights. It's amazing. You know, kind of got to gotta change things up every now and again. <laughs> um. So yeah, luckily his response was absolutely not. And then he went on explaining that he wanted to like, you know, for those who have seen the show, he wanted to change that look. He just wanted to bring it back to, you know, like London drag roots. And it eventually that's what we did. So he was really happy to have, you know, a bearded hairy queen on stage. And I was like, cool, that sounds like me. Um, so weirdly enough, I found my place where I didn't know there was a place in the show for me. So yeah, it was all very, again, you know, linking up to the way how I managed to get onto the show, like was all very serendipitous and like nothing really was, was in my hands. Everything was sort of decided for me. And, um, you know, I felt very humbled by the fact that, these people that I barely knew saw so much in me 
like to you know to give me such a part and you know just allow me to 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 be myself and to to bring myself you know within the character i suppose in a way um it's kind of like an ideal show for you if you're talking about redefining your confidence in performing and um maybe challenging what you do who you think you are who you think you can portray so as you say the serendipity of it all is 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 quite quite um noticeable so i'm really happy that that's obviously happened for you and i think the results speak for themselves which you can probably uh get into a little bit more in a moment but uh katie uh what was your next question i want to know what a typical day looked like when you were rehearsing and performing the show Right, so to the lead up, like during the rehearsals, which took place between October 2021 and, uh, you know, basically the beginning of February this year, um, we were rehearsing mainly mainly, um, on Tuesday and Thursday evening. So it was like two and a half hours or like full on rehearsals, trying, you know, trying things out, learning, learning routines learning how to to walk in heels learning how to dance in heels learning how to do everything in heels really because like heels really changed the way you stand and the way your body moves as well so it was like i have to learn this all over again which was a great experience you know like linking up to what you said earlier ollie um it it was yeah i really had to learn to do a lot of things that i've never done before which was great. I just loved it all. Um, and I wasn't really expecting to enjoy it as this much. Um, so yeah, we would rehearse um, Tuesday and Thursday evenings. And then since the beginning of the year, like in the new year, we also added Sunday afternoons. And that's when things really got real because we were used to just rehearse two and a half hours at any given time. And then Sunday after Sunday's, um, just added a whole other level because it was a, a full on like five to six hours of rehearsals. And sometimes most of this time in heels, it was, it was, it was a challenge, but it, you know, it, it paid off. It was great. It was great to be all in the same room and like slowly putting, you know, the work that we did um, over the, the previous months, putting it all together and seeing the show coming together. So it was great. Um, it was like we really needed to be prepared. So like would always, you know, bring with me lots of water, lots of snacks because you need the energy to, to, to go through the day. Um, and then, you know, as soon as we got used to that, to, to, um, to that routine, then it was show week and show week was a whole other level of, you know, um, preparedness and, and things to do. Um, because also, we had, I had to learn how to do my own makeup, which I'd never done before. And that was another challenge to do. Um, luckily, we were supported by a professional makeup artist and also professional drag queen who helped us to kind of, you know, learn how to do um, basic makeup, basic contouring, how to uh, basically change our whole face. Um, it's, it's amazing what makeup can do. Um, and... Yeah, so um, that was, you know, a very steep learning curve, um, especially during um, during show week, where my day usually started a good 
two and a half hours before everyone else's. Uh, like mine and the angels and 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 Devon who played Lola. Um, so yeah, it was it was interesting, but it was it was a great way of bonding with the rest of the cast as well. So yeah, it was intense, especially towards the end. But you know, I would probably go. Not probably. I would definitely go back and do it all again. It did sound fantastic. I mean, it's interesting because you obviously got uh, some quite specific um, skills and also sort of things just to learn that you may not have had to do if you got the original role. Uh, it was Don, wasn't it? The, the original. Exactly. So I think in a way it's probably enriched your experience even more and just... Um, it sort of begs the question, did you have specific heels made for you or did you, uh, because you said you brought snacks and water, but did you bring lots of plasters as well? Because I can imagine my feet would be destroyed um, if I was in heels all the time. Yeah, so um, luckily we were given heels that ended up being, you know, they're quite steep, but um, they were also weirdly comfortable. I mean, not for a long time, but, you know, that in a way they were they could have it could have been much worse my actually my my feet behaved really well until towards the end of the run which i was by the end of what they were like no we're, we're done we're done just just get back in into those into those slippers and you'll be fine <laughs> um but no yeah uh, so you know despite being six foot three and having size 12 they managed to um they managed to find us shoes our sizes and it was great uh, the only heels that were made for us were actually the ones for the finale which are the you know the thigh high boots which were fantastic uh we were all trying to kind of like sneak them out at some point just not give them back but i'm sure we would have been told off for doing that so we had to to give them back unfortunately at the end um but yeah they were good you know they were good for possibly five inches the heels so yeah five <laughs> inches but a good platform that's why i'm saying they were fairly comfortable although you know i was expecting a lot a lot worse i definitely. can barely handle two inch heels like and definitely not anything that's spindly like good block I, anyway i'm so impressed with you right now yeah and luckily <laughs> there were like block heels there were chunky heels yeah, so yeah which I was a bit worried about um, because I was like, I need support because mm -hmm. otherwise this is not going to happen. But yeah, so yeah, it was an interesting process just seeing things. You know, I usually like, I normally have a difficult time to find a decent shoes that are my size, like normally, normal life. Um, so seeing that they managed to, to find these high heel boots for me, and I was like, oh, for me and the other guys as well, um, it, you know, it was incredible. And then, because by the end of the show, by, by the finale, every single person in the cast is wearing a pair of kinky boots. So we all had our pairs. We were all so excited when we, when, when we got in, when they got them in, we tried them on. So it was, yeah, it was an interesting experience, definitely. And make me want, like make me gag for a bit more, actually, possibly, um, you know, um, I'm, I'm staying away from heels for a little while because my body needs to needs to still recovering. But who knows? Maybe one day, you know, they might be back on my feet. Amazing. That's quite the thought at six foot three. I think we'll just de definitely have to have you in the back row of the choir uh, if you're going to have further heels. We'll need to add <laughs> another riser at the back. 
I know I'm wearing the riser. (laughs) (laughs) You are the riser. (laughs) Um, I suppose uh, for me, you've shared quite a lot already, but um, what would you say the biggest learning you've taken away from the experience other than potentially contouring? Because we we all know that's quite quite the skill. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would probably say trusting the process more and not putting myself in pigeonholes simply because I think that that's where I belong. As I said earlier, um, just being cast in, you know, as one of the angels, I was like, definitely not expecting it, but it was so welcome and such a change as well in what, like anything I've done so far. Um, and yeah, so it was, I would probably say not to put, not to trust my brain too much as in we put ourselves in, uh, you know, we label ourselves, we see ourselves in the way that we think other people should see us or that we think other people, um, want to see us. So we rely a lot on other people's perception of ourselves while I've discovered through this role that actually I was what they wanted it was me that they wanted it wasn't it wasn't the character that I may be able to portray which you know ends up just being you know sometimes if you if you're if you are yourself then you end up doing the things that are right for you and you end up getting the roles that are right for you you know be yourself, keep being yourself, uh, and yeah, don't 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 trust too much those those labels that are in your head, because most of the times they're not correct. You're making me really emotional. Oh, <laughs> this is amazing! It's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, really quite something to hear that. So, um, I think, it, Katie, are you okay? Are you okay to ask the next question? Yes, I'm all right. I'm all right. Good, great. Um, I'll hold it together. <laughs> So, um, but actually this is kind of an emotional question. So, uh, what does the show and your whole experience mean to you? So they have been, you know, again, so talked about regaining the confidence in performing in a full show and actually regaining the confidence in, in performing in, in, you know, in what is not my, my, my uh, native language and, in a different situation on a different sort of background. Um, it really helped to regain that confidence, um, that I was, that I was looking for. And it just really made me fall in love again with performing and just, you know, yes, you go through a lot of stress throughout the rehearsals because you inevitably, you know, we always second, second guess our choices. We always second guess ourselves, but, you know, if you keep following the fun that you get from it, you know, if you keep following that, that buzz, that, that adrenaline that, um, that you get from, from it all, then you will eventually land in a, you know, in, in, in a familiar place where you, you end up getting your character, taking yourself and the character through a journey that feels good for you and feels familiar for you so definitely i definitely um gained a lot more confidence 
um, I rediscovered the joy of performing live in front of an audience and to create something special with other people, um, which I think it's, you know, those were the things that really made me fall in love with performing in the, in the first place, like many moons ago. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. And I think you saying um, performing and sharing something special with people is um, ultimately what, what this is all about, isn't it? And uh, also finding yourself and many other life lessons, which I wasn't expecting at this time on, on a Friday, but um, <laughs> it's great. Um, and but I guess, it happens as well, you know, with choir, it's, it's, it's the same. Like, yeah. we all, we're all there and I can see that everyone just like putting so much effort in, you know, learning the songs and, you know, just, just, just bringing the best, the best self to the audience and, to and to make to, to to do justice to to the materials that we sing and just in general you know like just to have fun that's 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 what it's all that's what performing live is all about whether you're in a choir or you're on the west end you're in Nam drum production of kinky boots it like performing is performing and i don't really think that there, there are you know as many layers or as many differences as as people may think there are absolutely i think it's sort of decluttering that and uh, just going with what um what feels right and expressing yourself definitely and i think uh we we're talking about disney um during this episode as well and uh i think some of the stuff that we did in the workshops without giving too much away um basically i think it's just pushing um the limits that you've inherently put around yourself in your um, experience or the way that you are um, either in your work or just in your, the, the life that you lead anyway, and just sort of breaking them down. So um, yeah, I think that's a, a really nice message to take away from, from that segment. Um, for me, I wanted to ask, you had a hell of a performance uh, when I think it was particularly Friday, you had a bunch of choir people come down to see you. Um, how was that? I could definitely feel the warmth and the love coming from from the audience, uh, mainly in the form of screams. <laughs> it was yeah, <laughs> it was quite the experience, and I, <laughs> I mean, I really, I really loved it. I knew that you know, um, some quiet peeps were 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 coming, and I was looking forward to to it just like to see to see what we worked on, and you know, especially especially because I had been banging on uh you know on social media about the show and I was really it was something that I really believed in and I just you know I just really wanted to share that with people and sharing that with someone that you share you've shared performances and songs and you share you know common passion uh with it it was it was really special and especially but I didn't realize that until after the show um so after every show we ended up coming out in full drag just to kind of do a meet and greet and you know um, we were collecting um, um we were collecting money for for a charity for lgbtq plus charity um and we were so we just came out just to say hi to everyone and just kind of you know just 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 bask in the adulation what can i say i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna say um we weren't doing that and the the best pictures. Part. They were the best. Seeing everybody <laughs> with you. Awesome. And the best part was actually, I just, I got out at the same time as the choir people, you know, the, the choir members 
came out and they started chanting my name and I was like, shush, shush, keep it quiet. I need to work with these people. <laughs> but, but also, no, come more, more, please. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a bit mindful. It was, a, it feels, it, it feels quite like, like a blur, but I know that the memories are there, but um, yeah, it was, it was very funny, jo- joyful and just very heartwarming to see so many people coming, coming to support. So thank you so much for all those who came, those who wanted to came but couldn't make it because we were also we also run ran the show in the middle of a storm, um, and those who you know um, may think to come and see many more shows in the future. Who knows? Awesome. Well, that leads me to my next question. Very well, indeed. So, uh, what's next for you? What have you got up your sleeves for us? with performances and stuff right so i have one more show um because of course I, I, the, the show blues were terrible so i was invited to audition for another show by some friends from from kinky boots and i um i'm happy to say that i will be performing in the adams family uh this coming october and I will what? be playing. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> I will be playing one of the ancestors, which is great. It just sounds like a really fun, you know, really fun way to be part of the show. And then also, which is this is actually really, really fresh news. Um, I just, um, I have just been offered uh, a cabaret show in Manchester, very short run in June. Um, this is actually. Um, a professional, <laughs> professional job. Um, so, you know, hard grafting paid off. Uh, professional job, couple of days, and it's called It's in the Air. And it's basically a cabaret from, um, a German cabaret from the ni- from the 20s. Uh, that It's been translated and presented for the first time in the UK um, just for a couple of nights. Um, as I said, we're going to be on at the Hope Mill Theatre from on the 22nd and 23rd of June this year. So for, you know, our Manchester choir members um, might be a good thing, you know, good, a fun thing to do. Oh and God, just yes. come and go, see us. Go see Enrico, everybody. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's that's coming up, when, and you know, I will start. We will start rehearsals in 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 April. Um, it's just a few days here and there, but yeah, that is. Those are the two main things on the so diary at the moment. It cool. makes me so happy, especially yeah. after all the wise words and life lessons that you've taught us today. To then hear that you're just going to you get to keep going on this amazing growth journey that you've been, well, been on for a while, but especially yeah. regaining all your confidence and, and love for performing this year with Kinky Boots, getting to do more of that. It's just makes me want to go out and do things. You're inspiring me, Enrico. You should, Katie, you should. I will. Go, go I will. out. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, this is the sort of amazing exclusive content for the podcast yeah, as well you heard, you heard it here first guys yeah <laughs> announcement of gigs yeah as katie said heard it here first so yeah, i'm delighted for you enrico that's really really exciting and um yeah manchester luckily we obviously we've had the uh, section with uh em and lou uh, our angels up there so i think they'll they'll can get busy and uh, get organizing to have a cohort come and see you um in june was it yes 22nd 23rd of june at the hope meal theater amazing Excellent. 
So before we let you go, um, we have three quick fire questions for you. Oh dear. Uh, you thought you got away with it, but we're, we're, we're here now. Uh, speed is of the essence. So okay. don't think, just react. Are you ready? Yes, holding on to my headphones. Perfect. There we go. Okay, go ahead, Katie. Question one. You're auditioning for your next musical. What's your go-to audition song? I am Adolfo from The Drive Chaperone. I don't that know that nice one. nice and quick. Nice and quick. We'll have to look I'm gonna, into I'm, that one. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. That's amazing. Yes, it's great. Okay, <laughs> I, I believe you. Um, question two. What's your favourite live theatre moment you've experienced? Seeing Elphaba fly for the first time. Good choice. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Great. I thought yeah. it was going to be the, the adulation from the choir members um, uh, after Kinky Boots, but I think that might just pip that. It does. Wicked to be honest, time. Wicked was my the, the first ever Western show I've seen, I, I saw in my life. So that moment, I was really looking forward to it. And that is just always going to be with me. Rachel Tucker, June 2011. Yeah, still remember sort of the date. <laughs> All right, question three. Who is your favorite Disney villain? Maleficent. This was an easy one. <laughs> I know, I know. I put it in there for you. So yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you weren't asking me because I saw that question. I was like, oh God, actually, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd be rubbish. Where to start? Yeah, definitely. No, no, no. There is clear, it's clear as day. Yeah, Maleficent, the, uh, definitely. The, the first term I was an angel, you for Halloween, I think you were wearing like the Evil Queen t-shirt um, from Snow White. So that's why that's why I put it in there for you. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Oh, to be honest, yeah, it's uh, like Maleficent is up there, you know, followed by, followed by the Evil Queen. Those two are just great. Yep, agreed. Perfect. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Enrico. Yes, thank, thank you. you. I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you for having me. It was great to talk to you. And thanks again for, you know, such warmth and love. Like we've said before, we like a theme. So this month we wanted to ask you something Disney related. And we landed on favorite rides at Disneyland Paris. We've had some great responses. Katie, which ones do you want to highlight? Well, actually, I have a bone to pick with you first, Ollie. God, I don't like that tone. Okay. So tell me, Mr. Oliver O'Connor, sir, you've been to Disney twice now in four months, right? Mm-hmm. How many rides have you been on in total over those two trips? I think it's important not really to get bogged down in the details of <laughs> numbers of rides uh, that have been uh, attended in the periods that you've mentioned. But if you were going to insist... Give me a number. I have been on two rides. I just, I, I can't even, um, two rides. I am shocked. I am appalled. I'm even vaguely speechless, which very rarely happens. Problematic for a podcast, <laughs> but go on. Um, I am fixing this in September. Uh, you've been warned. But mm. seriously, you guys, I kid, um, the Disney performance trips are about so much more than getting to go on the rides. And however you choose to spend your downtime, it will be magical. Thank you. I, I, I agree. It's, um, <laughs> The, the weekends are fantastic if you want to go to, to Disney. But for me, the real allure of them is to, you know, actually be on a performance stage 100%. with Disney. Um, yeah. So I did much better this time uh, energy wise um, and sort of using of time. And I will go into uh, the sort of things I got up to. But yeah, um, for me, it's about the performances. But 
it was a, a fantastic weekend and I will do more rides. I'm almost certain I'll be forced into it. Yeah. Next one. Basically. <laughs> Um, so we've had some great responses come in via Instagram and on Zoom during rehearsal this past week. So shout out to everyone who's there on Zoom with me and thank you for helping us out with this segment. Um, so on Zoom, there was a lot of love for Crush and Ratatouille, Buzz Lightyear and the Rock and Roller Coaster, which is being redone to be an Avengers ride, according to one of our resident Disney experts, the lovely Angel Vicky. I can't bloody wait for the whole Avengers campus. It's so, so exciting. Um, so interestingly, those rides are all in the second park, Walt Disney Studios. I've only been on Ratatouille myself so far, so I'm going to have to spend more time over there in September to try out the other rides. Can't wait to try Crush, especially. Love a roller coaster. What came through via Instagram, Ollie? Um, yeah, there's some good responses on there. Uh, again, sort of a mix between the two parks. Um, we had Pirates of the Caribbean which is my first ever Disney ride in boop, November. Boop. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, there was the Hollywood Tower of Terror, which was my second ride ever, um, which was from this this one. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I was on that ride with Julie, and I think she enjoyed my initial reaction to the first drop um, more than anything else. So it was very much a oh, crap moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, but it was great fun. Uh, there was also uh, Peter Pan, a lovely a uh, lovely ethereal one definitely there's definitely a few nominations for that and then we had from a more sedate listener the uh teacups um it's not yeah, that think, sedate you know it depends who you're in there with uh, and how hard they want to pull on the thing to make you go around faster <laughs> okay well i mean we'll we'll test that thing we'll test in it. september <laughs> yeah definitely and i can see it going downhill very quickly um so right what's your favorite ride then katie so that's hard. Um, I have a soft spot for Indiana Jones because it was my first roller coaster with a loop in it. Somehow I managed to miss the fact that there was a loop, even though we queued for ages. So, um, of course, I nearly lost my glasses mid-loop uh, because I didn't know I had to secure them. So there I was screaming with joy and then saw my glasses start to fall off my face and screamed even louder. And I wildly swung my arms around trying to smash my glasses back onto my face. Oh, a little 11 year old me. Um, I also adore Big Thunder Mountain and Space Mountain. I very specifically said space and not hyperspace mountain there. I am really sad they rebranded it to be all Star Wars-y. I mean, I get it, 100% get it, but I much prefer the original version based on Jules Verne's novel From the Earth to the Moon. I have this indelible memory of slowly of slowing down as you approach this huge smiling moon and the music was all peaceful just before you were plunged into pitch black again and all the twists and turns and stuff. Um, I loved it so much. I think that's a really good one. Um, I think I have to also say, just away from the rides, um, going to see the Lion King show was one of the main mm -hmm. things I did on the Saturday. And for all those who went to see it, um, I think we've all agreed it was absolutely like mind-blowingly good, like completely. The, I think the expectations were relatively high anyway, but they were completely blown out of the water. Um, so that was that was a. I think that almost counts as a ride. There was I'm gonna let you have that one. I'll let you have that one because I also haven't. I haven't been to a show, so um, although maybe I did when I was little, I just can't remember. But. Um, yeah, I haven't done a show yet. So okay. Oh well, there we go. September. <laughs> I, I won't have any. I won't have any judgment here at all. Okay. Um, so 
Shall we talk about what may be the most divisive ride? Heck yes. It's a small world. I will now have that song stuck in my head for approximately a week, just from hearing you say the name. I tried to say it as melodically as possible, but apparently it's impossible not to think about it. So, okay, so uh, I will defer to your greater knowledge on this <laughs> uh, and experience. Why do you think it's so divisive? Well, for me, I can only take that song in very small doses, uh, which wasn't helped by the time I went around the ride a few times in a row because it was raining and cold and there was no queue. Um, it's just this assault on your senses with all the colors and moving dolls and everything. But on the other hand, it's this beautiful display of cultures all around the world celebrating unity despite our differences and world peace. Um, and we could all do with celebrating that more. So I can see both sides of this ride. As a kid, I was completely overwhelmed by it. As an adult, I appreciate it much more. But dude, that song. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite something. As I've got the image of you sort of just going round and round, can't get off the, uh, the, can't get off the <laughs> ride. It's sort of... Uh, borderline clockwork orange sort of uh, desensitizing you as it were. yeah uh, basically yeah. <laughs> well I'll, I'll stray away from Kubrick because they, I don't think they have any place with Disney right now so anyway um I guess that just leaves us to say thank you so much for sending in your answers um through Instagram and of course the uh, the virtual pub uh, zoom attendees um that was really good of you to do that uh, and basically you've given me quite the to-do list for September which rides are you targeting now based on all the recommendations? Um, I guess Crush does sound good. I like the sound of that. Uh, I do want to go on the hyperspace mountain because I like Star Wars. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I never had the opportunity to go per se uh, to, the, to the original uh, Space Mountain. Um, I got lots of good feedback about the Buzz Lightyear um, ride um, from some of my fellow tenors uh yeah i think those are some of my top ones definitely i think i'd do tower of terror again because that was quite fun um but yeah i think there's plenty for me to be compiling into a more actionable list okay um, i'm gonna think, hold you to these <laughs> oh i can imagine you will and i'm going to post photographic evidence in the facebook group so everybody okay. can see 100 <laughs> percent. i'd be i'd be disappointed if you didn't and just like that, we're at the end of this month's episode. That flew by. A huge thank you to our guests, M, Lou, and Enrico. You guys are awesome. Definitely awesome. Couldn't agree more. And don't forget that you can still sign up for the September and November Disney performance trips on the website. And there are more performances. Manchester has their Manchester Piccadilly gig coming up soon. Break a leg, everyone. And we have King's Cross St. Pancras coming up as well as the London 10K down in, funnily enough, London. Um, and who knows, maybe Charlie has a few more up her sleeves for us. No matter which performances you signed up to, have a fantastic time. I know you're all going to be brilliant. Enjoy the break before next term starts on April 24th. Can't wait to sing with you all again then. Oh, and if you have any ideas for the podcast or questions for us, please send them on through to events at westendmusicalchoir.com. That's events at westendmusicalchoir.com. We'd love to hear from you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Ta-da! Ta <laughs> <Jinx. laughs>